Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. My name is Steve Jacot and I am here to walk you through the Flyers week ahead for the week of March 8th. And on this second week of March, the Flyers are currently sitting at 12-7-3. Good for 27 points, a 6-14 winning percentage, but not quite as strong of a spot as they were in the standings a couple weeks back. I know it, it currently is not feeling great in Flyers land, and when the team's lost three of the last four, that's, that's how it's going to feel, and it easily could have been four straight losses if not for that epic comeback against the Penguins, where Claude Giroux basically strapped the Flyers to his back, his his orange-bearded back, and brought them to victory, which was an inspirational sight, to say the least. But, you know, it, we're that close to the Flyers having a, a lengthy losing streak. And that, it's not a great feeling. People are not very happy with how this team is playing right now. Not that anybody has been particularly happy with how the Flyers have played this year in general. Like, it just feels like it's been bad, bad vibes since those first two wins against the Penguins. But, hey, they're in the thick of it. We will see what happens. But right now, not feeling great headed into this week. And it is another busy week. They're all busy weeks at this point for the Flyers. All right, so on the docket this week, first, Tuesday, March 9th, the Flyers host the Buffalo Sabres, 7 p.m., NBCS. And whatever it is, NBC Sports Philly is where it's at. MSGB for the Buffalo Sabres. I assume the B is for, for Buffalo or not the, the, the grade of the team. That's not the grade of the team because the grade of the team is an F. They suck. We'll get to that in a moment. Thursday, the 11th, hosting the Washington Capitals. It's all hosting this week. Flyers get a little homestand. And with the fans back in the the, the house to... Yell shoot and boo. It's it's never been a better time to <laughs> have fans back in the building. Washington Capitals game, 7 p.m. That's going to be on ESPN Plus for whoever the hell uses that. I I still don't know anybody who uses that, but there's somebody out there. NBC Sports Philadelphia and NBC Sports Washington. Then Saturday, the 13th, Washington Capitals again. ESPN Plus, NBC Sports Philly, NBC Sports Washington, 7 p.m. game. It's like we've heard this all before somehow. I don't know why the Flyers just don't have uh, three straight games against the Capitals. Why this little Buffalo thing in the middle. But the schedule's insane due to all the stuff going on with COVID-19 and the restructuring. So here we are and is what it is. And hopefully the Flyers can take advantage of some home cooking for a few days. And as these Flyers prepare for that aforementioned home cooking, which I'm assuming gritty, is making for the team gritty's famous chili which is likely inedible knowing gritty but as we think about gritty's famous chili that probably consists of horse meat and beans that no one's ever heard of let's take a look at the flyers points leaders so first we got james van reemstijk still leading the pack having a great season 26 points 10 goals 16 assists joel farabee joel farabee oh god not the bees 20 points 11 goals 9 assists had another great goal in the game against Washington the other day and continues to be the the flyer I have wanted on two-on-ones for many years now somebody who actually will fire away and take advantage of that not to speak ill of Travis Konechny who had a great shot on a a two-on-none in the Penguins game the other day that was awesome too 
Kevin Hayes, 17 points, 8 goals, 9 assists. I know it doesn't feel like it, but Kevin Hayes having a nice year. It, it doesn't... I know a lot of people said he doesn't really look like he's he's having that year according to the eye test but i mean the numbers are there and he, he's having a, pr a pretty darn good year claude Giroux, 17 points three goals 14 assists g having a solid year and then jake voracek Jakob voracek jake the snake that doesn't score goals because snakes don't have arms 15 points three goals 12 assists and a just quick honorable mention to Sean Couturier, who is just outside of the top five on this team in points, but he has 14 points in 12 games, six goals and eight assists. And Sean Couturier just, I mean, he's the man, right? He's just always one of the better flyers. And everyone else has played 19 or more games in the top five. So Sean Couturier is just outside. But if he had played a, a full number of games, if he didn't have that injury early on, then I think we would see him probably even above Kevin Hayes, maybe even Joel Farabee, for all we know. It's a, a great pace for Sean Couturier so far. Looking at the goaltending right now, not a great story for our boy Carter Hart. Carter Hart, unfortunately, with some, some not great numbers. I know uh, Charlie O'Connor had a really good piece on The Athletic that you should check out, looking at the goals that Carter Hart has actually allowed and tried to discover whether Carter Hart was actually bad or if his numbers were just bad. 14 games played, 6-5-3 record, 3-4-7 GAA, 8-93 save percentage, so not what you're looking for in Carter Hart from what we thought was going to be his breakout year. Uh, pretty good numbers against the Sabres this season, though, 1-1-0, one, one, and 2-7-2 oh, two, two GAA, 9-20 save percentage, and against the Capitals, 1-1-0, one, one, oh, 3-6-5 GAA, 8-91 save percentage. I can't imagine he's going to start both games against the Caps, but you never know, especially with them spaced out by a day. Brian Elliott has really good numbers this year, much better, I think, than anybody had anticipated. 6-2-0, 237 GAA, 919 save percentage. And he hasn't played against the Capitals, but Elliott against the Sabres this year has ridiculous numbers. 2-0-0-079 GAA. Not not even a one in there. No digit to start the GAA. And a 974 save percentage. The Sabres have not had any luck against Brian Elliott this year. That said, I would imagine Carter Hart starts the Sabres game, and then Elliott probably starts the middle, the middle game of the week. The the first Capitals game, the middle game in the week. Now, injury-wise, there's not a ton for the Flyers, thankfully, to worry about right now. And you know, knock on wood, most of the guys are off of the COVID list, which is wonderful. Actually, I believe there is nobody left on the COVID list right now. And again, I will knock on every piece of wood I can find in the tri-state area to keep from jinxing that. The one injury that the Flyers really do have to worry about right now is Michael Roffel. He has three goals, four assists, good for seven points in 21 games played. Roffel's dealing with a hand injury right now. Hopefully he can bounce back. And while Roffel might be a fourth liner, only gets a few minutes of ice time a night, you know, probably what a dozen or less each night is what it, I, I'm looking at right here. He's still, I, I think, just such a, a solid player that sometimes gets shit on unnecessarily. And he's not a guy you want missing from your lineup. It definitely hurts your depth in a given game. So hopefully Raffle bounces back quickly. Looking at the Flyers' opponents, first up, we have the Buffalo Sabres, 6-14-3, 15 points, a measly 3-26 winning percentage. It has not been a good year for the Buffalo Sabres, and yes, I I, I know, it's I'm as surprised as you are. They just looked like such a rock-solid team. 
heading into the year. Jack Eichel and the Buffalo Boys not pulling it out. I, I'm. It's not surprising. This is not a good hockey team. And thankfully so far, outside of one awful bump in the road, the Flyers have really taken care of business with the Buffalo Sabres. Flyers leading the season series 3-1 to one with them so far. First off, that disastrous loss against Sabres 6-1. to one. Woof, that was awful. Since then, the Flyers have beaten the Sabres by a combined score of 9 to nothing. It's ridiculous. Three consecutive 3 to nothing wins for the Flyers against the Sabres. I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, I do understand because the Sabres are bad. They're bad. But it's still ridiculous. 3 nothing, three consecutive games. Let's make it four in a row. That would be... That would be fantastic, and it's a taking care of business game. These are the games the Flyers have to win. Yeah, you didn't want to see them lose to the Penguins and the Capitals this week, but those are pretty good hockey teams. They need to win these games against the Sabres, the Rangers, the Devils. There's a clear division between the bottom feeders in the redacted East Division and the the competitors, and there's really one playoff spot, the fourth spot, is up for grabs and it's going to go down to the wire. So you really need to take care of business when you can against teams like this. As far as production goes, the Sabres are of course led by Jack Eichel, but not by the degree to which you would expect. It's not a Rangers situation with Panarin. Eichel with 18 points, two goals, 16 assists. That's right. Only two goals for Jack Eichel this year. I was legitimately shocked to read that earlier still a threat still an incredibly talented player that you need to watch out for and still leading the team in points right behind him though sam reinhardt 17 points nine goals eight assists reinhardt having a pretty good year and that's where a lot of your goal production is coming from on that team also producing in the goal column victor olofsson 17 points seven goals 10 assists taylor hall 14 points two goals 12 assists that's right only two goals for Taylor Hall as well. And if you want to point to the reason that the Sabres have struggled, I mean, just looking at the goal production from Eichel and Hall, it's not where you would expect it to be. And look, Taylor Hall, fraudulent MVP from a couple years. We all know it. Claude Giroux especially knows it because that was Claude Giroux's award to win. I'm not sour. You're sour. Rounding out the top five on the Sabres, we have Rasmus Dahlin. 10 points, 1 goal, 9 assists. And in case you were wondering about Jeff Skinner, Skinner! 2 points, 1 goal, 1 assist, 2 measly points for Jeff Skinner on the season. That's not going to do it, guys. I'm sure he's been a good player all around. I I, I was hearing earlier from Eamon on the blog that, that Skinner has been good by advanced metrics, and that's great, but the production is just simply not there. 1 goal, 1 assist at this point in the season. Woof. That's terrible. Wolf Buzz, your contract, $9 million cap hit. He's in the second year of an eight-year contract. So I'm sure Buffalo is just overjoyed with that right now. In net this season, the Sabres have featured Linus Allmark, Carter Hutton, and Joe Jonas Johansson. No, it's just Jonas Johansson. Johansson, most likely. And Johansson has started uh, recent games with Allmark injured and out, which uh, is a shame for the Sabres. It certainly is not helping them with their struggles because Olmark had pretty good numbers when he went down. 12 games played, 5-4-2, GAA, and a 9-19 save percentage. But he's out. He's hurt. He's uh, not a factor this week. So their, their options at this point are Carter Hutton and Jonas Johansson. Carter Hutton, nine games played, 1-7-1, 3-4-0, GAA, 8-83 save percentage. Johansson, 
Four games played, 0-3-0, 393 GAA, 893 save percentage. Uh, this is really, this is where the Flyers really need to take advantage of an injury. Linus Allmark is out for at least a month right now, and there's no excuse for the Flyers to not be firing away in this game. And if they score any less than three goals, I will be horribly, horribly disappointed. Other notable injuries for the Sabres, Will Borgen, Jake McCade, and Zemgis Gergensens. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I probably am. I don't really care. It, he's not playing. It doesn't matter. So again, it doesn't matter who's in net for the Flyers. It doesn't matter who's in net for the Sabres. I expect the Flyers to win that game, and I will be sorely disappointed if they do not. Rest of the week, not looking so easy. Not so easy at all. The Washington Capitals, a very tough team. The Capitals are 14-6-4, good for 32 points and a 667 winning percentage. And they've played two games against the Flyers. They're 1-1. One one. Uh, the Flyers won 7-4 in the first matchup, and the Caps won 3-1 in the most recent matchup, which is the disappointing game from Sunday. The first came back in the Wells Fargo Center with fans in a year, and that's... That's the performance that happened. To be fair, to be fair, the Flyers did hit a buzzsaw in Ilya Samsonov. He was having an unbelievable game, but still, that's not the performance that you want. That's not what you want to see from the Flyers for the first game back, where they're able to hear the boos in person, to, to feel those boos run through their entire bodies. And it's, you know, the fans were very vocal that were there. They definitely let them know how they felt about that performance. The Capitals' points leader should sound very familiar to you because it's been the same guys for years now leading the way for them. Nicholas Backstrom, 27 points, 10 goals, 17 assists. Backstrom has been just rock solid for them at center for years now. John Carlson, 20 points, 5 goals, 15 assists. One of the better offensive defensemen in the NHL and all-around defensemen. Carlson's great. He's just a, a guy any team would be lucky to have. Alexander Ovechkin, little-known player. You may have heard of him. I don't know, some 700 goals or so ago. Uh, he, he, I swear to God, he scores every time he plays the Flyers. Every damn time. 18 points, 8 goals, 10 assists. I'm sure there's 5 goals against the Flyers in there. Tom Wilson, 17 points, 7 goals, 10 assists. And he's not going to play in this game. He is not going to play in either of these games. He has been suspended for trying to kill Brandon Carlo. I know he's denying that he tried to kill him or take his head off or something. He nearly decapitated the guy. It was a terrible hit. And you ask the Capitals, it wasn't that bad. It happens all the time, guys. It's a completely legal hit. But anybody that is not biased from a Capitals perspective will admit that that was just an awful hit from Wilson. Fully deserves the seven-game suspension, and I hope he enjoys not playing in these games. And... The Flyers did not take advantage of this on Sunday, but they also didn't take advantage of when Sidney Crosby was out for the Penguins last week. So that's that's Flyers hockey, baby. But Wilson, despite being a, a still a very dirty player at this point, he's not as dirty as he used to be, but still plenty dirty as this hit proved. He's effective. He scores goals and 17 points is is pretty damn good. Finally, with TJ Oshie, 17 points himself, 5 goals, 12 assists for Oshie. And it's these are the same guys we've been hearing about for years, so there's no surprises at the top of the Washington Capitals lineup. Goaltending, Ilya Samsonov, 5 games played, 3-0-1, GAA, 9-0-7 save percentage. He had a great game against the Flyers on Sunday, and I would expect him to get at least one of the two starts. Vidic Vanacek also having a pretty nice year, 19 games played. 
I know the save percentage isn't that good, but I mean, for a guy who's just coming in and had to play as many games as he had during this COVID season, I think it's been an impressive performance and really helped stabilize the Capitals at a time where they, they really could have struggled without Samsonov. 19 games played, 10, 5, and 3 record, 282 GAA, 906 save percentage. They also have Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson still in the league, I guess. How about that? How about that? Two games played, one and one record, 363 GAA, 853 save percentage. Woof. I wouldn't say there's a ton of notable injuries. The main thing to note for the Capitals is the lack of Tom Wilson due to his suspension. That is not an injury, but he did cause an injury. That's Tom Wilson for you. And that's it. That's that's your flyer schedule for the week. It's a Sabres and two Capitals games. It's a tough two games against the Capitals, and it should not be a tough game against the Sabres. Again, it would not be a shock if the Flyers made it unnecessarily difficult, but you never know, knowing our beloved Flyers. Let's make a couple Player of the Week selections and call it a day. I'm feeling this week, I'm feeling pretty good about Sean Couturier. I mean, he's been playing amazing all year when he's been in, and I, I was talking about his, his point production, his point per game production. And I, I just think he's going to keep to keep contributing to that. So excited about Sean Couturier. Uh, I'm also excited about Travis Konechny. I know I keep waiting for Travis Konechny to kick into gear, but he he's looked he looks a little. The, the goal he scored in the Pittsburgh game really went a long way towards making me feel better about Konechny and him getting back on the uh, on the right page consistency wise so hopefully uh, destroying that water bottle and spraying it all over the place it was a great shot hopefully that has put tk back on the right page uh not that again i, I don't know tk's a, a complicated one this year but the original jerk store i want the jerk store to be open for business at all hours of the day the jerk store is always here for your goal scoring needs so let's let's make it happen this week tk all right, folks. Well, let's see what the Flyers do this week. If you have any feedback or any comments or you just want to talk hockey, follow me on Twitter at FlyPerbly or at Estebomb. But, you know, make it FlyPerbly for the hockey stuff. You really should. Uh, there's also a FlyPerbly Instagram account that you can follow. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, and be sure to listen to all of our great podcast offerings on Broad Street Hockey. So many great podcasts that we're offering. And just take some time to enjoy them all. Savor the tangy tent that we're putting out there. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, wear a damn mask, wash your damn hands, and in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.